So, we're going to go into our first segment of the show today, where we're going to be discussing what it's like now learning to drive and how that's like, how that's part of like your independence growing up. Because most of us, you know, we're now 17, 18. Um, and just before the show, I was chatting with Lizzie here. And she was saying um, she started learning to drive. I've also been learning to drive recently. And Lizzie, you were saying it's quite a, it's quite a terrifying experience. It is a little bit. It really is. The first time you get into a car, um, it's very jerky. You know, kind of like you see in the movies where they kind of jerk forward. It's exactly like that. And something I really struggled with for so long was the staying on the left thing because apparently you can't just drive in the middle of the road at all times. Apparently that's illegal. So um, <laughs> you really have to work on the staying to the left thing. Also, if I may, I don't understand how you're supposed to see the left side of the road if you're on the right side of the car. I, I genuinely, it's just a blind, it's just intuition, just whether or not you're going to drive <laughs> off the pavement or into the middle of the road. Really, it's just, it's unreasonable, frankly, to expect, it's really... Lizzie, you're going to be the type of person one day who is going to take their car and park it in the, in between the lines at the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can I can so see that, and you know, I, Lizzie, I feel exactly I feel exactly the same way. And but it's also quite interesting, especially when you um, go from driving um, a manual, uh, practice driving a manual versus practicing in an automatic, because you know, obviously, a manual is more involved drive um then obviously in automatics you know a lot easier but um what i've always found quite interesting about learning to drive that i've always thought you know it's the first step in your in your independence it's the first step in you know you've gone through you're getting through school now you're going into studies or you're going on a gap year or whatever and it's and it's kind of like your first foot out the door it is it is you know i think everyone in our grade really has experienced this at least once where you you're supposed to be hanging out with your friends let's say it's the weekend and you're in your mommy's car and she and you go mom please drop me off just over there and she'll drive right up to kind of the restaurant or wherever you're going and we'll just yell out of the car and it's just humiliating and you, you just want to seem like an adult because you're now hanging out with your friend at an adult in an adult setting and then your parents just shatter any illusion of independence you previously had. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And yeah. it really is. The opportunity to just get up and go wherever you want. I know. Fortunately with me, my parents are never, aren't the kind of embarrassing people where they're like waves to you as soon as you leave. Like I, I've, I've never been the kind of person to my parents say, please drop me off like one road before the actual meeting players. I've never been, I don't really know that I can see from movies and like other friends' stories and how it is I totally like understand the thing. And what's fun is that now that we're starting to learn to drive, we can eventually you know one day own our own cars and you know and we can drive there ourselves and we can um kind of like reduce the amount of embarrassment possible. <laughs> yes, yes. And and I find that often I'm fantasizing about what I will do when I have my own car just you know you'll have an argument with your parents but then instead of sucking off to your bedroom you can just get in your car and drive away and just be really just really prove the point to them that you are now independent and just sleep up. on the on, in the in the road yes, somewhere and, to and prove and a sleep point sleep in the car yeah to prove it, <laughs> despite your parents 
And I mean, with my parents especially, I can just I can see that happening. You have an argument, you get in your car, and you just drive away just to prove a point, and you come back a few days later when you feel like it. That's 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 the vision. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. I haven't really like thought about that, but now that now that's going to be in my brain. Um, so I was thinking. I've been thinking about this for a very, very, very long time, and. Um, you know, obviously one day I want to own like many different cars because that's kind of my passion. But I was thinking, you know, you everyone always wants their first car to be like for the people for, the, for like the people that I've I've been in contact with, or just are people I know. They always they say to me, you know, I want my first car to be perfect. I want to be like the perfect like small car, like it's my car. I can just roll around in, you know, that sort of thing. And I always thought, like, what is that to different people? So, for example, for me, for my first car, like I wanted to be um, something like just sporty enough, just practical enough, um, just like out there enough. It's not like um, where it's not like a Mercedes A class or, or or like a VW or something that everyone's gonna know. Like something that's a little bit different. So, Lizzie, what what do you think? What are your like thoughts on like a first class sort of situation? Well. See, now I'm not sure because often I'll just see a Renault Clio in the street and go, oh, I wouldn't mind one of those. Or just as a joke, I'll see a Ferrari go past and go, well, mum, you know, I am your favourite daughter. I'm thinking that could be. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm not I'm not 100% sure. I think that if you are more passionate about cars and you probably thought about it a bit more, for me, I heard an interesting argument which said that, you know, your children are just learning to drive. So why is their first car something that is, let's say, secondhand or less safe than, you know, your your mommy or daddy's BMW? Why are we not sending our children around in, you know, BMWs? Um, because it's the safest cars you can get. Um, which <laughs> I, I see the argument. I really do. But I feel like if you put a bunch of BMWs and Mercedes into the hands of 18-year-old boys especially, that might become a little bit of an issue um, and many people will die very brutally <laughs> and violently. Lizzie, if, uh, if, 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 if anything is... If, if you treat your car one day as clumsily as you are, I would... <laughs> that car is going to be a mosaic of scratches. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie, I think one of the reasons why parents aren't sending their kids around obviously there are there are exceptions to the rule where some can afford that but you know there's also money at play here <laughs> and want to spend a lot of money on the on the children's first car um i, I don't know you obviously no. no 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 exactly uh, um you also have to work your way up i mean really just just like in high school you start at the bottom where all of the older students look down on you it's the same with the car world. You need to start with the oldest, worst car you can find and then work your way up to the BMW. It's just, it, you, you don't take a bunch of grade eights and put them into matric and give them matric jackets and let them sit on the matric steps. You need to work your way up. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like it. So basically you say our first car should, should be um, 10-year-old Toyota Tazas and then eventually we can work our way up to... Yes, yes. Uh, um, preferably without a roof, not a convertible, but just a tag that have the roof cut off so that it's kind of an involuntary convertible. That's the idea. And um, the more destroyed, the better. 